Oh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, on today's episode of Chatter with Steve, I have a young man as my guest by the name of Kyle Klein. Kyle is a young businessman who is quickly climbing the ranks in one of the largest plumbing HVAC electrical supply companies in the Midwest by the name of Lock Supply. Yes, that is right. We have our second guest from the company Lock Supply, Kyle, as opposed to John, who was the CEO. Kyle is the VP of Operations for Lock Supply. He has grown to this position by being with the company since he left school. We talked a little bit about that, how he quit college and is now going back to college. Um, Kyle has been with the company virtually his whole working career and has stayed with them the entire time. Um, on this podcast, me and Kyle talked a ton about uh, questions in regard to purchasing through distribution, um, a few things that we talked about in regards to interviewing people, um, and tons of other things uh, where he sees this industry going, uh, being the plumbing HVAC business. So I hope you will enjoy this episode with my guest, Kyle Klein from Lock Supply. Three, two, one. Kyle's on the show. Chatter with Steve. Kyle has already been here for almost an hour, and we are just now recording. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Kyle, introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do. My name is Kyle Klein. I'm the VP of Operations for Lock Supply, based here in Oklahoma City. What does a VP of Operations look like day to day, besides a beautiful young man? <laughs> What does a VP of operations yeah, look like as far as a uh, work day? Man, so uh, it's different <laughs> every day. You know, I do a lot of stuff with our analytics. Uh, I work uh, really closely with our purchasing team, um, which, it, you know, I'm involved in that heavily right now just based on the whole supply chain issue with COVID-19 and all of that. Um, I'm involved with our distribution center a little bit, some of the uh, operational efficiencies of our branches and, you know, a little bit of different stuff every day. Do you get into the weeds as much as like when I think of operations, I'm thinking of like hiring, firing, the stores are staffed and stuff like that. Do you sure. get into that much? Yeah. So uh, we've actually got a recruiter that we hired. Um, he was an internal guy. Uh, he had actually done recruiting for another organization prior to us. Uh, we hired him as a sales guy and then realized that we probably had a need for somebody to do full time recruiting. Huh. Um, so uh, he and I have kind of developed a little bit of a manager trainee type program. So actually today, as a matter of fact, before I came over here, I was sitting in on interviews with him. Um, so I do a little bit of the uh, hiring for that along with him, but he really handles most of our staffing for the organization. And then at the branch level, each branch manager is kind of responsible for their own right. staffing. Staffing their like own that. Yeah. location. Um, talking about interviews, what is your, do you ask the questions or are you just sitting like giving your opinion? So we, we do a little bit of both. So uh, we've kind of got like a pre-canned uh, interview questionnaire thing oh, that he and I have okay. done probably 500 times together. So okay. we've each kind of got our own little questions that we always ask. Um, I'm, I'm more interested in the responses. I just kind of sit back and watch kind of body language and, mm -hmm. um, you know, how they answer things and things like that. So How I just, it's like a lot, it's heavy on my mind right now because we just got out of, with the new store getting built, we're looking for a manager and for that one position, it was like, I think we had like 300 applicants or something. Yeah. I mean, it was like overwhelming, you know, and, 
so it's heavy on my mind right now because I I don't ask the same questions. I don't ask like there's not one thing I really care about knowing like in particular. I mean, I obviously cover all the basics, but I just go off of like gut. Like I feel like I could hang yeah. out with this guy. What is your do you is there like if they answer this on this question, it's a no every time or no. anything like that? No, man. So it's it's really situational. Um, there's there's a couple questions that I always ask. One of them is uh, revolving around character. So we put a lot of emphasis on character in our organization, like morals and yeah. stuff like that. Almost, yeah. Okay. So you know, we always say that uh, we hire for character over competency. So if we find the find the person with the right uh, intangibles, right, you know, the right integrity, the right work ethic, we can teach them what we do. It's right. it's not super hard. I can teach you the products. Yeah, exactly. So. We always talk about hiring for character, so I always ask people, um, give me an example of, of something that would hi- highlight your integrity. Um, so I'm always interested mm. to see how that goes. And, uh, you know, you get some some good answers, some bad answers, you know. Um, I don't know necessarily that it's, you know, ever a no after I hear the response to that, but yeah. it definitely steers the interview in a, a certain direction. Because someone's told you about something you're like, that's sketchy, or because they're just like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, well... Yeah, so I don't know is almost worse than just yeah. Me a that's what I'm. Story yeah, there's kind of, and you know, I mean, <laughs> some people get nervous uh, in interviews and kind of freeze up a little bit and stuff. Which what are you? What are you hiring for at this? Like the situation you're talking about. This would be like branch location manager type of deal. Or? Yeah, so we've got a so manager they should be training polished. program. Um, oh, okay. So it's, it, you know, it's it's kind of a fast track program. Um, you know, we find people that have got kind of the right skill set and maybe a little bit more job experience at an entry level. But, um, you know, we bring them in with the expectation that in 18 to 36 months, they're managing one of our locations. So oh. we kind of place them in specific locations with different branch managers. That so we they're working can... somewhere else, though, and you're fast-tracking them, or they're already working for Locke? And no, well, so it's actually been it both. Depends. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, we've, we've had some people that have been with the organization for 30 or 60 days and are kind of like, hey, I think I'd be a good fit for this program. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's a recruiting thing. Um, you know, we do different job fairs. Um, we recruit heavily from the military. Um, oh really? Yeah. So Why? because of the character type stuff. Or? Yeah, yeah. We find that um, you know a lot of guys returning um, line up with our customer base pretty well. Hmm. Um, they're not scared of the That's work that we do. Yeah. Um, you know they have the intangibles. They're not scared to work you hard. You yell a lot at them, so. Yeah, I'm not a yeller. Um, <laughs> I'm not. But you know, they've got to be able to fit that. So uh, no, I mean you know being able to show up to work on time. Like that's, yeah, it's a huge that's thing true. for me, right? Yeah. That's you know preached in the military. They already so. have the tangibles. The basics. Yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. So we've had really good luck with it, though. You know, and um, so we're involved in this uh, uh, a program called Recruit Military, and they do mm-hmm. some different job fairs for oh, returning cool. veterans and stuff. Huh. Um, so, man, I mean, it's you know, it's an awesome program for us. We find some some great folks out of it. So that's really cool. Um, you mentioned analytics. Yeah. What What do you mean by that? So, uh, I guess about October of 2018, we bought a new. Um, analytics software okay. that, um, you know, can, can give us any kind of information we want to know about our organization. And I, um, I, I like numbers. I kind of dove into that. So um, what is tracking everything you sell, everything you like employee? Yeah. So, uh, it tracks any kind of sales information from, uh, branch vendors, customers. Um, I can tell, you know, who buys what, when they buy it. Um, you know, we've got it down to tracking our inventory now. Um, hmm. It tracks inventory trends. It tracks purchasing trends. It tracks 
any kind of performance from our vendors. We can tell, um, you know, when lead times are extended from manufacturers, we, we know before we run out of product. Wow. Um, you know, it, it, it tracks predicts all lead times from manufacturers. You said, uh, it doesn't necessarily predict, but we can tell when we have an expected lead time from every manufacturer. Oh, um, gotcha. And then, you know, I can tell when things are extending past that, um, you know, prior to this, we didn't really notice until we ran out of product, you know, so, so we can kind of head stuff <laughs> it's off empty. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We got a guy out there just counting bins and like, Hey, we're out of water heaters, but, uh, thanks for the heads up yeah, guy. Thanks, thanks for the heads up. You know, it's eight <laughs> weeks to get more now. That's why I so. told somebody said, we're getting low on this. And I was like, hello. They're like, like we're almost out. And I was like, okay. I'm like, listen, it that is better than telling us when we're out, but I'm like even a little bit more advanced yeah. would be better. Exactly. <laughs> that's so, funny. So no, so like when you're looking at that, are you like do you plan one day where you're like, hey, today I'm gonna figure out what products we need to cut. Today I'm gonna figure out what where we can save money. Today I'm gonna figure like are you planning stuff or are you just like Yeah, I mean it, you know, it's situational. So every morning um, I review, you know, specific things, sales, uh, inventory values, um, you know, some dead stock type things. You said daily? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, every morning that's the first thing I pull up. Okay. Check out, you know, what we're doing yesterday. It's your sales. morning news. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's the only news I really care about. <laughs> that's so, true. you know, I just kind of check uh, where we're pacing for sales. Um, does, you know, anyone, does anyone under like mm, 35 watch the news? Man, I don't know. If they do, I don't know. I don't know a person. Yeah. I, somebody was giving me a hard time about not watching the news the other day. I'm like, I if I need to know something about the weather, like that would be the only reason. But I can, you know, Google yeah. that or have an app or whatever. Man, so, um, you know, during the whole, like the height of the COVID situation, mm-hmm. um, really weird time, obviously. But I got really, really into, into that for a little bit. Really? And, well, and, you know, so like we had so many decisions to make for the organization oh, of like, for business you know, how, do, how do we handle yeah. this and, and what's really happening and all this stuff. And. Um, you know, I remember going home on a Friday after just like focusing on, you know, I was keeping up with the news all week, all week, all week. And I just went home and I like had this like just dire feeling. And I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. And then I didn't watch the news. And then like Sunday <laughs> night I was like, oh yeah, that's going on. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like it's because someone's been preaching to you that you're going to die. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy how much better I felt. So, yeah. you know, I try to, I try to keep up with it if, you know, if there's pertinent information that I need to know. Right. But, um, you know, I'm not super interested in just diving into the weeds of it or anything yeah. like that. I cut you off on the analytics part. You're talking about going through stuff like on a daily basis. What what else were you saying? Man, so, uh, you know, I check all of our sales data so we can see how any of our sales <coughs> reps, branches, customers, vendors, anything are trending, whether they're trending up or down. Um, keep, an, keep an eye on all of our profitability, um, you know, to make sure that we don't have any kind of costing errors or anything that are negatively impacting um, our profitability. Um, keep an eye on our inventory value. Obviously that's, you know, fairly important. Like to us how much moment. each store has. Yeah. How much each store has, uh, the overall organization. And then, um, you know, we're more concerned about, uh, the velocity of products. Do y'all so, worry about like, uh, I've kind of been looking at this a little bit recently. Do y'all worry about, um, you know, I think I've heard, uh, I don't know this for fact, but I've heard grocery stores are somewhat not obsessed with like turns and stuff like that. Yeah. But do you guys really worry about that that much? Or is that something y'all... No, stress so, about n- definitely don't stress about it. Um, uh, you know, it's not a necessarily a popular opinion, but, um, you know, in my eyes, oh, tell me turns, turns <laughs> are just a result of what you're doing. You know, turns are a result of performance. Um, we don't manage, uh, towards a spe- specific turns number. Right. Um, 
you know, is it mostly like overall sales is what you're most worried yeah, about? Or? You know, I mean, look, I can, you know, I, I can turn our inventory a million times. You just don't keep anything in stock. Right. So <laughs> right. there comes a point when too many turns negatively impacts your customer base. Yeah. So our inventory strategy is built on customer service. Like the value that we bring to our customer is having what they need when they need it. Convenient. Yeah. You know, so, um, I mean, obviously, you know, things can't get out of control. Um, you know, we, the, what we look at from an inventory uh, standpoint is, uh, dead stock, you know, we want to make sure that the product mm. that we have on the shelf is moving, right? Do you have like a report that's like, uh, we, we have one called like dusty inventory or yeah. whatever, you know, yes. what do you, what do you do that on like three months? It's been there too long. Six months has been there too long. I mean, 12 months, uh, 12 months with no activity whatsoever. We consider it dead. It's, um, yeah. So it we rank out our products a through E. Okay. Um, you know, a being your top 80%, B being 15, C being four, D being one, E is no hits in 12 months. Okay. So, um, you know, we, we rank out our inventory, anything that hasn't had a hit in 12 months, we're trying to move. Now, when y'all try to do that, do you send it back to distribution center? Do you send it to another store? Do you clearance it or what is the, so a lot of it depends. Um, so, you know, we have an overall company rank for a product, right? Oh. That's like the rolled up usage of, of all the branches. So if it's a high rank, it's right. coming back. Yeah. And then every branch has their own usage. So, mm. um, you know, while something may be dead stock in Altus, Oklahoma, it's not necessarily dead stock in Ponca city. Right. So, you know, being centrally distributed, you know, as we were talking about earlier, you know, how beneficial is that? Well, it's a lot easier for that guy in Altus to just send something back to the distribution center and we can reallocate it to a the branch. Truck's that's gone actually back anyways. It. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, I mean, obviously we run into, you know, times when a manufacturer discontinues an item and we've just got to blow it out and get it off the shelves. So. Gotcha. Now y'all don't, I would imagine y'all don't do like that intense of like clearance stuff. Cause like, how are you gonna, you know what I mean? Like a lot of your products that you sell is similar to ours is like, you know, if you're going to switch a horse feed or if you're going to switch a pet food, like you're going to want to switch for a while. You're not just, you know, right. Oh, this is on sale. I'll just get this today. You know, I had a feeling a lot of that is similar to y'all's or not really. Yeah. Well, we're definitely not making a manufacturer decision based on uh, price and price alone. So, you know, we want to be committed to our manufacturers. Um, it, it costs us money to, to move from product A to product B. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it costs us time to set up those part numbers. It costs our purchasing agents time costs our receiving crew time of knowing, you know, new product that's coming in. We're really not interested in making, making changes. The only time we make a manufacturer change, there's gotta be some benefit for us or for our customers. Um, so, you know, we're not just out, you know, moving product as we see fit or anything like that. 50 cents cheaper. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. We're not, we're not just buying on price. How far out are you? Are you having a, um, when you go to a vendor or, um, a supplier manufacturer, are you trying to give them, you know, big time heads up or a little bit of heads up or what's your purchasing flow look like? So man, day to day, it's, it's dependent upon the manufacturer. Um, Mm -hmm. so everything depends on lead time. You know, we've got manufacturers that get us product in three days. We've got manufacturers, you know, that we buy from, uh, you know, we buy container loads from China and our lead times are 120 days. Yeah. Um, you know, so all of that just depends. Do you have anything right now? Yeah. We've got stuff on the water. Absolutely. Is it, Slow, we have some uh, empty like polyurethane bags, mm-hmm. and they've been held up for like a month. Yeah, because it, due to man, yeah. I mean, it's a it's. Are y'all dealing with a bunch of that right now? Or yeah. Not, so I mean, we get bad. stuff. Yeah, but not even not even just now. I mean, we get stuff held up uh, in customs uh, you know, oh, fairly yeah. often. So yeah. when it, you know, we always um, 
a lot of times we're ordering into like the docks in California. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like two years ago, there was a shortage of truck drivers and that was a huge thing, right? So we had material that had been uh, sitting on the dock. Sitting, they just didn't have trucks to bring it to us or whatever. Yeah. So um, it's always risky, but you know, there, there's a lot of purchasing power that Savings. comes with ordering yeah. container loads. So yeah, it's just kind of one of those things you have to budget for. Yeah. Um, are you, besides analytics and that, what else, what else does your, you know, duties and consist of? You know, it, it, it varies. Um, anything that can make the company more profitable, more efficient. Um, you know, are you I, more I worried about on. profitability or increasing sa- I mean, obviously if you can increase sales, you know, yeah. that's great. But I mean, do y'all have like a whole marketing, you know, yeah, so we've got another guy uh, that I work really closely with that um, is responsible for all of our sales for the organization. Gotcha. He and I work really, really closely together. Um, I grew up on the sales side of the business, and, and everybody you know, everybody makes fun of me now because they're just like, all you care about are you know, profitability. You don't care about sales <laughs> anymore. You, know, you don't, you don't want to sell anything. That's not true. But, um, you know, it all goes hand in hand. I mean, obviously, you know, the more we sell, the more money we make, but we also don't want to sell at a loss. <laughs> right. you know? So yeah. at the end of the day, sales uh, – you know, sales are really, really important to us. We track it um, heavily, but it's got to, you know, it's got to follow profitability. Is that technically under your umbrella or is that, is he kind of like no. your equal at a, in a different? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sales is kind of its own thing. And then we kind of split sales and operations as an organization. Okay. But, gotcha. you know, I say that, but we work incredibly closely together. Sure. And, you know. Yeah. You can't both, have one without Obviously, the other. yeah, you're both rooting for each other's success. Yeah. You have to, for yeah. sure. What do you, what else do you do in, um, your day-to-day type stuff that you regularly are involved with? Uh, you know, so I'm fairly involved in our purchasing. Um, we've got a a purchasing director and some awesome purchasing agents that do a great job, but, uh, you know, currently we've got a lot of stuff that's being affected by, uh, you know, COVID in the country reopening. It's extended a bunch of lead times, um, which involves a little bit deeper thinking about, um, inventory strategies and, how far out we're pushing lead times and what we're going to order and when we're going to order and things like that. So uh, I'm pretty involved in that day to day. And then on our sides of a company, we, how we can purchase better is obviously buying in volume, but mm-hmm. we are trying to time like this stuff is on sale. This stuff is on sale. Sure. You know what I mean? When you get to a point that y'all's company is at, <laughs> I could imagine, or I don't know if it's any different or not, but are you guys seeing like, this company has this on sale or are y'all to a point where it's like, no, if we buy enough, like, (laughs) you know, the sale is for us at any time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's both. Um, I mean, we have, you know, if I had it my way, we, nothing would ever be on sale. We just get the same price every day, get the best price you can get. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, you more effectively manage your inventory based on that when you're not doing just like huge bulk volume buys, you know, and buying out for 90 days worth of stuff that you don't really need. You know, because at the end of the day, there's a price for us to keep it in our distribution Storage. center. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a cost to carry there. Every time we move it, we risk damaging Loss, it. Loss, yes. And, you know, so it, it's never beneficial to just stock a ton more than you really need. Having said that, uh, when a manufacturer is looking to uh, hit a sales number, um, we're happy to take uh, advantage of, okay. of whatever kind of deals they're going to So bring that's us. more what it is in your deal it's not just like spring savings i mean we get yeah like, uh you know some folks do that some folks will do um you know a couple points off of an order uh, of a certain size and we're happy to take advantage of that okay um you know i mean we're never gonna we're never gonna leave money on the Look table away. or something yeah. like that but you know if, again if i had it my way we'd just buy at that price every what day what do you what do you what do you think you deal more of like 
if you purchase, if you're, are you dealing more of savings with purchasing volume? Or are you dealing more of savings with, they have stuff on sale? Uh, purchasing volume. Purchasing yeah. volume. Okay. Yeah, the, so the, the sales, sales stuff. stuff is minimal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a few manufacturers, a few times a year. So you're saying if we get big enough, we can stop with all the sales stuff. Yeah, you bet, man. <laughs> if you get big enough, you that's can do what I'm going for. I know. That's what I'm going for. I'm trying. I, mean, I I'm think sick you're like the... a top five distributor <laughs> already, right? I'm trying to be king of this <laughs> castle, but we'll see. Uh, okay. That's cool. Um, what else, what do you think is most important as far as purchasing goes? Like setting up a distribution, you know, if you could start from scratch and you were, you know, made or say our business, for instance, and we're like here, set up a distribution center, set up purchasing. What do you think is important and what do you think is not? You got to have great relationships with your, uh, with your manufacturers. Um, you know, obviously everybody's going to tell you price is important and it is. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, price is only important if people are shipping to you on time, if people are getting you whatever you're selling uh, effectively and efficiently. Right. So, um, you know, we place uh, a lot of value in our relationships with our manufacturers and, you know, we really try to consolidate as much purchasing power into, um, as few manufacturers as we could. So, you know, if we can, if we can order 500 items from one person as opposed to ordering one from 500 different people, there's a lot more benefit to us. Uh, you know, there's a lot more effectiveness of being able to build trucks and save money in freight. And then, you know, our receiving crew understands different product numbers and kind of has all of that already built, you know, uh, carton quantities can Just vary from manufacturer how deep to manufacturer. You can go with yeah. One yeah. I mean, we want to be as committed to a vendor as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, we're not really interested in cherry picking product from one to the other. So yeah, I that's mean, good. What else? Commit to partnership. Uh, you know, if, I mean, the distribution center, man, is a, is a big thing. Um, but again, that's all built on efficiency of how, how efficient your manufacturers are Why do you think, that's what I was going to say, why do you think that's so important? Is it because of the savings on freight? Is it, you know, what's so the Yeah, it's a combination best part of that? Thing. Um, you're you're going to save money on freight because you're going to be able to leverage truckload buys or full freight orders no matter what you do. Um, having all your material in one spot, uh, you know, there's a, there's a additional cost of you getting that out to your branches. Sure. Um, but you know, I think it's minimal based on the, uh, you know, the volume that you can save, uh, your manufacturers, if they can ship to one location, they're going to be a lot more apt to give you a, a little bit better cost as really? opposed to, you know, ordering one product and saying, Hey, I need it sent out to these drop, 12 drop, satellite drop, branches. Drop, drop, yeah. 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 I mean, th- Obviously, that's not efficient for anybody. So if we can order a truckload of material, send it to one address in Oklahoma City, more effective for uh, for the manufacturer, and then we just take it from there. And when you, on the other side of things with your store, say your manager or whatever, are they, do they place an order? And I know this is super nerdy, like just straight, but I mean, we're going through, you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. big no, it's brother cool. type of deal. Um, as far as... Like from the manager side, what are they doing? Is it does it your software computer place an order for them and they just get to see it, or is it do they place an order from scratch, or how does that? Yeah, does so that uh, we have a process that runs. Um, you know, so our, our branches get trucks from the distribution center somewhere between two and five days a week. Only so only from the distribution, everything comes through. Nine, for the yeah, for the a, most part, about ninety eight percent of it does. Gotcha. Um, so. Every night, uh, you know, depending on when they're getting a truck, they get a truck somewhere between two and five times a day, or two and five times a week. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> too many Christmas. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that wouldn't make us any money. So two and two and five times a week. But uh, the night before they get a truck, uh, and they're getting full trucks by themselves, or they're they're just 
not necessarily have the ability to pull off of a truck. Basically. Yeah. So we run different routes, um, and we'll catch, you know, uh, two centers, three centers usually in a route. Um, oh, okay. so like if, so they're getting know, several pallets off of it. If yeah. it's two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They're getting so about like, a third of the truck. We'll run a 53 foot trailer from Oklahoma city to let's say Amarillo and they'll okay. make a stop in Clinton and, and drop, you know, maybe 10 pallets or 12 pallets, gotcha. whatever it is in Clinton. Um, and then on to Amarillo and then back. Gotcha. So every, uh, you know, before every truck, the branch manager gets a list of basically what's coming, and that's a pre-generated uh, order based on ordering controls that we have set in our system. Does he have control over that? He does. Yeah. He does? Yeah. Okay. He or she has control over everything they do. They can add, delete. Um, we encourage them not to, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of let the system do its thing, trust yeah. the process, but yeah. that doesn't always work. <laughs> um, you know, so they can... You uh, have your troubled children, I'm sure. Yeah, we got... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a few. It's You know, it's not bad, though. Say their the names right now. <laughs> it's I'm not just bad. <laughs> But, uh, no, so, you know, they can, they can do whatever they want. They can manipulate that order, um, if they need to, but for the most part, the computer is really, really, really good at knowing, um, purchasing trends and knowing yeah. what's coming. Um, you know, our business is fairly consistent right. and, right. uh, you know, so for the most part, we got good enough data that we can, we can tell what we need. Cool. Now, what about like, as far as special orders and stuff like that, do they have access to like, here's everything we have in the distribution center this is what you're, we recommend you get basically, you know, by your order. And then do they have like special order abilities and stuff like that or no? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, anything that's in our, in our distribution center, um, you know, anybody can order. So we've got 30,000 SKUs that we stock in the distribution center. So they have uh, full access to any of that stuff. And that's, you know, between all three divisions, that's plumbing, HVAC and electrical. So, but I thought our 2000 was a lot. So I mean, I won't whine anymore. It's still a bunch. (laughs) But, you know, so like the electrical guys have full access to all of the electrical inventory for the company. Um, past that, you know, we've got purchasing agents for each division. So, you know, oh. if, uh, if a plumbing guy needs a special order water heater that maybe we don't have in stock in our distribution center, we can order that directly from Bradford White. Either mm. piggyback it on an order that we already have coming from Bradford White or we can ship it directly to our branch. Um, oh, gotcha. you know, so we have, you know, we're fairly nimble. We can we can make adjustments on the fly to get whatever our customers need. That's cool. Um what else do you do as far as, man, you do, you know a lot about a lot, a lot of stuff. I don't know about that. What else do you, are you in either control of or that you mess with day to day? You kind of talked about the purchasing side and operation yeah. side. Uh, you know, man, it just, it really depends. I mean, things kind of, kind of vary. We're opening the showroom right now and I'm, um, kind of dealing with that. Uh, we've got a, a kitchen and bath showroom that we're opening. What? Or it's a, it's at a the design, distribution center. Or it's what? a design center, not a showroom. Sorry. Um, you're going to so, be in trouble by somebody at Locksport. Yeah, I know. John will mention it, I promise. <laughs> as soon as this comes out, I'll say yes. something about it. Uh, no, so uh, Remember, Kyle, we're calling it a design center. It is a design center, full <laughs> home design center. So uh, we've got some space carved out of uh, our branch on 36th of May, and we're building out a uh, kitchen and bath design center. We're going to offer some flooring, countertop, cabinetry options as well. But So a contractor uh, can just yeah. walk in and say... Yeah, this is more geared towards... Uh, retail and um, builders so it's 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 a really pretty showroom um you know it's not you know our our branches uh, our contractors walking in every day and it's you know stuff in boxes on shelves Mm -hmm. this is all out and displayed and it's all kind of higher end fixtures and you know different colors now you said retail like guy off the street that's trying to remodel his bathroom can walk in there and is that what you're saying yeah it'll be a little more focused than our uh you know, our, our standard model is to that, um, you know, and then we'll have some focus on, 
uh, interior decorators, interior designers, home builders, things like that. Gotcha. So the goal would be, uh, you know, from a builder perspective, we could offer, um, you know, a complete plumbing package, a complete lighting package for an entire house. They could send a homeowner in to pick out whatever fixtures they wanted. You know, so if you're building a custom home, mm-hmm. your builder could just send you into our design center. You could pick out all your plumbing fixtures, stay within a budget. Same with lighting, eventually flooring, countertops, that kind of thing as well. Interesting. So, so that's kind of the the goal with it is yeah. to do that, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. And then, you know, again, market uh, a little closer to, you know, the retail focus of somebody just coming in and wanting a high-end kitchen faucet. We can, right. we can handle that as well. That's cool. So if somebody wants, obviously I've been in small business my whole life. If somebody want or has an idea, let's say the design center, for instance, like you're running around and you're like, man, that'd be cool if we did something like this, or I know we could reach this customer or whatever it might be. What's the process from an idea to it actually comes to fruition? How many people, obviously like your position might be a little bit different from a branch manager or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, how does, how does that, does, does that, Man, so do those ideas come to light very easily? Yeah, well, that's my, you know, one of my favorite things about Lock Supplies. Uh, we're a fairly flat organization, so, um, you know, to do something like that, if I were to say, hey, we, I think we should open a design center, um, you know, in a lot of organizations. Whose idea be, was the design center, by the way? Uh, so do you know? Yeah, so uh, we've had a showroom uh, forever. This is kind of oh, just okay. a, a, tweaking. Yeah, it's tweaking gotcha. it and kind of focusing a little bit more on it. Um, so our former CEO, Tammy Bryant, she was really committed to it before she left, um, mm. you know, and she kind of got the ball rolling on it. So, you know, the, but taking an idea like that from, from start to finish, uh, is a lot easier in our organization than it is most. Um, you know, uh, in 2015, um, we started a, an HVAC dealer program and hired some outside sales guys. Um, you know, it was a fairly wide sweeping change and, and normally, you know, that would be like a, hey, submit a business plan to your manager and he'll <laughs> submit it to their manager. And like, you know, 14 months later, maybe you got something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, it was a conversation between, uh, you know, three people in an office and they're like, hey, I think this is a great idea. This is, you know, here's a few bullet points of what I think this is going to do and why I think we should do it. Um, and then a couple months later, it was like, all right, let's, you know, it's it's rolling. Let's go. You know, I mean, we can get things approved really quick and wow, I mean, we can make decisions fast. Did, but so. do people actually do that very often? Like, is that... Something oh, yeah. people take advantage of? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, everything that everything we do in our organization started that way. Really? Yeah, I mean, you know, we started uh, we started an electrical, uh, a commercial electrical division. Um, uh, so John that was in here a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. then Jerry, our VP of sales, um, you know, that idea kind of started on a napkin on a plane coming back from a meeting, you know, and then the next morning they talked to Tammy about it. And I was and like, all right, let's what do idea, it. Which idea? The, our... Uh, commercial electrical business. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So they went to a meeting, talked to some folks that did it, uh, talked through it on a plane ride home the following morning, talked to Tammy about it. She's like, all right, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Dang. So that's crazy. We can make moves like that fairly quick. And that's the, you know, it's the beauty of being uh, still kind of a smaller organization or having that small family feel, you know, there's not a 30 levels of bureaucracy. You got to go through, we can make decisions. So it's, that's awesome. What's the hierarchy? John is your direct Boss yeah, or? yeah. So John's our CEO, um, and then uh, Jerry Herring, who you know he talked about a little bit as well mm-hmm. as our uh, VP of Sales, and handles all of our uh, our sales teams, our sales directors that are responsible for each division and things like that. Okay. So. And then, so what's it? So John, Jerry, and then. Yeah, and it kind of goes um, flat after that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, we've got uh, kind of an executive leadership team that's got our VP of HR, 
um, you know, our, our CFO, all of those type positions. Okay. And then past that, um, you know, we've got some divisional branch directors oh, okay, gotcha. um, that are responsible for each division in itself. And then it's branch managers. Gotcha. So that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, we're super flat. Yeah. So you got one or two levels separated from the CEO to a branch manager. Pretty, I mean, yeah, or pretty three, much. I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. That's really interesting. Um, Man, I like totally, I don't know how, I guess it's because we talked a while before, but like I totally passed your like background and like where you came from. You're going to college now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm finishing up. So talk about that. You started in. Yeah. So uh, forget school. Yeah. It was definitely uh, not a traditional route, <laughs> not traditional, um, but it's all right. It's working out. You uh, bucked the system. That's all right. Yeah. I just had a principal on here that. last week. I, I was a little nervous. It. Dude, you like, to it. He was man. From oh, yeah. Did you? You? I mean, he, he came I, around yeah. after you were there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't You're an old guy that. now. I mean, I am. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I, I always was the young one. And, uh, <laughs> I know. I stopped getting the, uh, you know, it used to be we'd meet like vendors or whatever, you know, and they'd be like, man, you're so young. I can't believe, you know, you're kind of in charge and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, blah, blah. And I hardly get those anymore. I'm like, dang it. Well, so, yeah, I lost all my hair and that didn't help. <laughs> so I went from overnight. People looked at me and they're like, man, he looks like he's 12. Young guy. And then out of nowhere, everybody guesses me like 12 years older. <laughs> I always tell everybody, I'm like, I just want to go back to people thinking I was 12. That hurt way less. <laughs> yeah. You know, than somebody thinking I'm 12 years older than I am. Oh, so. It's tough. But yeah, I, uh, you know, so I, I graduated from Mustang. Um, you know, I, I played golf for a year uh, in college. and um, You still golf? Yeah, not well. Not well. Uh, so. Do you still go a lot, though? Not as much as I used to. Um, honestly, it's it's kind of borderline frustrating at the moment. Really? Because yeah. so, uh, you know how to be good, but I, you're just out I, of practice. Yeah, I used to be good. Uh, I used to be good, and I, I can't manage to hit it online these days. But man. you know, it's all right. I play, I play for a different reason now. You played a so. uh, played it for one year, or yeah. went to school one year? Yeah, I played for a year um, at SNU and Bethany, and. Uh, you know, hindsight probably wasn't mature enough or committed enough to be a collegiate athlete, <laughs> and that didn't work out that well for me. Uh, you know, so I left and uh, I did a year at UCO, and, um, you know, which, honestly, I, I wasn't committed enough to college. Um, again, probably not mature enough at the time, but I really wanted to uh, really wanted to make money. I really wanted to go work, um, you know, and I just – college just wasn't for me. Um, you know, I mean, I know you hear people say that, but it just really wasn't yeah, for me. Yeah, I get it. Um, you know, so did you do okay in classes though? You just hated it, or was it like you flunked classes and you no, hated it? No, no. So uh, I did, I did pretty well while I was at SNU, um, and then I did pretty well my uh, first semester at UCO, <laughs> uh, and then when I was engaged, uh, when I was mentally ninth, checked up. Yeah, so I was well. <laughs> so you said engaged uh, a couple ways, but at, at nineteen, I. Uh, so at 19, my, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, uh, we got an apartment together. Lover boy. And 19. Yeah, 19. Man. 19, I had an apartment. Um, I worked at a golf course, and I had like, I don't know, probably 40 bucks in my pocket. And I was like, man, I don't need school. I got it figured out, right? What do you need right? anything so, for? Yeah. Yeah, so that, it went downhill. Out. It went downhill that last semester for sure. <laughs> Uh, and oh, so I forgot how bad downhill it went. And then uh, as I started again, I had to go get all my transcripts. And <laughs> you start seeing your GPA. And man, I went and saw that, and I was like, "My goodness!" I you know really what was blows bad at my this. mind. When I was in high school, I remember getting lectured about like your grades matter. You won't be able to get a job someday. Blah blah blah. I have been involved with 
seeing people get jobs and interviewing people and all kinds of stuff. And I don't think anyone even asks about a GPA. No. Right? Yeah. That blows my mind that that was such a big lie. I mean, I remember hearing that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you, I mean, oh yeah, uh, everybody hears about isn't that. that. I've, crazy? Never, I've never asked what your GPA was in a job interview, but I'm again, out to, I'm out know. to educate young people that that doesn't matter. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, maybe, kidding. maybe it's a different situation if you're hiring for SpaceX, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Elon <laughs> probably, Musk probably cares. He might, um, you know, but again, for, for our business, um, you know, I need somebody that can be there on time and work hard and yeah. carry themselves with some integrity, um, you know, over the 4.0 yeah. guy. You know, like so. I would almost not hire a guy if he had a good GPA, man. You know, you talk about uh, <laughs> like an employee profile, um, you know, so <laughs> I was talking to a recruiter one day and we're like, man, we got to find, you know, who's the who's the right guy for us? Yeah. You know, um, who's the right person for us? And we were, you know, we were kind of building this out. And I was like, you know, uh, I really want somebody that, you know, we're, we're putting these things together. I'm like, I want somebody that's competitive. You know, I want somebody that was like the captain of the intramural football team. You know, that, that's a pretty yeah. competitive and, and cares about winning, you know. And then we're like, well, man, I don't know the, the 4.0 guys for us. We're like, so we kind of built it out. We're like, all right, we want like a 2.7, 3.0 GPA, uh, able to make a bunch of friends, and uh, somebody that's got that competitive fire of, you know, I was an intramural football captain or something yes. like that. So I want people that can, that can build relationships and that want to win. You, I'm about to blow your mind. Have you read the book The Millionaire Next Door? No. No, is it good? It's weird. You're going to look like a prophet right now. Uh, it's a book about this guy that interviewed, um, I can't remember how many it was, like 10,000 or something millionaires. And he had this list of questions that he asked them. And then he took all those questions in average amount. So it was like the average millionaire mm-hmm. does this, the average millionaire does this, blah, blah, blah. And then each chapter of the book was about like why he thought, you know, mm-hmm. And one of the questions was average GPA, 2.9. Was it really? It's average millionaire. Get this. the One of the number one things that all of them answered in common was that they played team sports. Yeah. In high school. Man, I, you know, um, not that that not that you have to or anything like that, but, you know, there's a... You get along with other people. Yeah. I mean, you learn how to build relationships. There's you have to submit to fire. a coach. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of work. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy I that you said that. I was like... Maybe he's read the book and he's nah. still in front of it. That's crazy. Nah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so anyways, dude, I derailed you again. You were talking about school. No, yeah. I. You, you got know, engaged. So, yeah. You got had life by the coattails. We ni- yeah. I got an apartment when <laughs> we were 19. Um, you know, went to my parents. It's like, hey, this school thing's not going to work out for me. Uh, you know, sorry. And I don't know that that, you know. Did they yell at you? I don't know that they yelled. Um, will they listen? They to this? definitely, I, I doubt it. Man. I doubt it. I'll, I'll send like my mom will probably get Tell it from Steve my wife. Really wants to, yeah. Wants them to listen to it. My wife will send it to my mom and then she you might, know, we'll you see. have a chance. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you're just saying like dad is no chance. I don't know. I'd be shocked. <laughs> He'd have I'd to learn shocked. how to do yeah, a I mean, podcast. To, first. Yeah. We'd have to go download the app on his phone. <laughs> But, uh, no, so, you know, I mean, they, they, they weren't yelling or anything like that. I mean, I think they could see that it wasn't for me. I mean, I was pretty miserable. Uh, yeah. It was pretty obvious. And, you know, I wanted to go to work. You know, I said, hey, I want to I wanna get a job. I'm like, well, you know, that's your option. If you're dropping out, you're you're getting a job. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, I, you know, worked for nine years and just started back uh, to complete my degree about a year ago. Um, hindsight, I wish I'd have finished it then. But, 
you know, it is what it is. I got some great experience. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it hadn't played out the way it played yeah. out. So moments in time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really glad it worked out the way it did. But uh, you know, it's it's tough. How is it right, right now? now? Man, I, it's tough. Um, because I would imagine it's something to do with business, right? Yeah, it's just a general business degree, and it's not you know the work's not necessarily hard or anything like that. It is time consuming. Tell me, you a, don't have a strong passion that you know more than the teacher does? I, you know. Uh, I'll reserve comments. Does that I, it's, not it's drive all you online. Nuts? It's all online. So, uh, you know, I just kind of so not having to hear a lecture. No, man, I've got my, uh, it's, it's an, a, a degree completion program. So there's mm. classes that run in like five week spurts. So, you know, I've got my different classes. I do my, you know, my five weeks of work and so it's very different than a traditional it's, college. It's way different. Lecture, and it it blah, blah, works blah. out well for me. Um, you know, it is time consuming. I mean, it takes up most of my Sundays usually. Mm. Um, so I'll be pumped when that's over. Yeah. But, you getting close? Yeah, uh, April of twenty one will be done. Oh, that's so, right. We just talked. Yeah, yeah, you're getting into your last. Dang. Yeah, so I'm getting Oof. into the I'm getting into the home stretch of it, and I can kind of see the end. I got nice. which I talked to Daryl, the principal. You know, I was like talking to them about him about this, but I got so frustrated with school all growing up because it's like you'll learn this, you'll need this someday. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. maybe I will. I don't know. I just man, I don't think so. And then college comes, it's like. You'll need this someday. And I'm like, okay, maybe a little, blah, blah, blah. And then I get to my junior seat. You know, it's like your actual classes. And I'm taking animal science business. So nothing could be more relatable than what I'm doing now. But I already knew, like, I'd already worked here. So I already knew, like, it is or it isn't relative, right. you know. And I get to animal science business. And I'm, like, so pumped. I have a small business ag class. So I'm, like, perfect. I have, like, you know, it was, like, small business marketing i mean it was just like all these classes right like so excited because yeah. i want to learn you know yeah, how exactly. to do better you know and when i tell you this one guy i get in there and it was the small business ad class and i get in there and he gets up and it was like the first week and he goes yeah uh you're gonna need the book everyone needs to buy the book but i'm not gonna teach out of it i got my own deal which already that already rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, when you gotta spend would, the money on the book, but you're not. Which gonna use I it. figured out my junior and senior year, I would not buy a book to like three weeks into class to see if they would actually. Because a lot of them would tell you to go buy it. Some of them would say, "Don't worry about buying the book," you know, which was nice. But someone would tell you to go buy it and then not use it. And so I'd wait like two or three weeks to make sure and see. I would even like miss some of the quizzes because I'm like, I'm making sure I'm yeah. not gonna buy a two hundred dollar book, you know. Yeah. So he tells us to buy the book, but he's gonna has his own material. And then he says, uh, we get like to the end of the lecture and he's like, one of the guys is like, so you said something about business. Like, did you own your own business or like, do you still own your own business? And, uh, he's like, well, here's the thing. Uh, I had it for about five years and, uh, had to file bankruptcy and, uh, blah, blah. He goes on to say that we're going to do vocab tests and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, let me get this straight. The guy that's teaching the class has failed at, has filed bankruptcy on a business and is going to teach us vocal. Dude, I was so mad. That's when I was like, all right, forget this. Like, Did you finish? Yeah. Man. Animal science business. Yeah. Bachelor's. Well, I mean, at the I, end of the day. I, my, my dad, like, strong, like, really, I mean, he didn't say that much, but he was just like, I think you should, because I wanted to quit after. I got an yeah. associate's, and I wanted to just stop after, because yeah. I was like, this is not, like, I'm not learning anything. And he, but he was very concerned, I think, you know, with the business, like, he didn't want to be responsible if I ever need to go get another job or whatever. Like right, he right, didn't right. want to be responsible for like me not finishing school. Yeah. Cause I got a job, you know? No, man. And but. you know, I'll never knock it. I, you know, 
I always wished that I had finished, you know, yeah. um, always wished I had, I had a degree. Um, do you still? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's something <laughs> I want for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the fact of it is, man, there's, there's stuff you just don't learn in a business book. Like, like right now, there is not a class that you're going to take that says, how do you manage a business through a pandemic? The world's going to get hit with the biggest pandemic we've ever seen. Well, no, it will. You know, It'll be 15 years from now. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> there's, there's no textbook on this right now. Yeah. Like, you have to figure this stuff out. You know, um, there's there's a lot of stuff that happens day to day in business that you just have to you have to go through. You just have to experience it. You have to be a part of that. Uh, and, you know, I mean, there, there's no better place to learn than yeah. just doing it. Trial by fire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. So you're finished in school. What else is going on? Anything else new? Not a ton. What's new with Lock Supply? Not a ton. So, with your uh, job, anything like that? I mean, we've had some transition. Uh, you know, since Tammy left, John took over uh, beginning of 2019, and um, was that tough? A, uh, you know, the transition was actually really smooth. Really? Um, yeah. You know, and uh, Tammy set it up to be that way. Um, you know, John was heavily involved in a lot of stuff, and um, you know, Tammy was continually letting him do more and more. So the transition went really, really well. Um, I thought, you know, there may have been some stuff that I didn't see, but you know, John might tell you it was different. No one screamed at you. No, I mean, man, <laughs> you know, he handled it like a champ. You wouldn't have ever known. So he's got a little, few more gray hairs now, but you know, it's not bad. So it was yeah. a smooth transition. I think, you know, any successful business leader, it's going to be that, you know, right. um, if, if you can't step away from the business and it run, you know, as effectively or more effectively, something's wrong. So, you know, that was a, a lot of the team that Tammy built before she left, um, you know, that's all hats off to her. If you had to guess, like, where will Lock Supply be in, like, five or ten years, what would be different about it? So it depends on who you ask. Um, you know, so... <laughs> if you're the boss. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm the millennial. <laughs> yeah, that, hey. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, the business is heading... Um, I think e-commerce is going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you're going to see purchasing habits from our customers change significantly. So... Uh, you know, for our business, the average age of a plumber right now in the United States of America is 60 years old. It's the average, That's the average? average age of a plumber in the United States is 60 years old. That's so, insane. So we heard that statistic a few years ago at an industry event we were at, and it, that really gets you thinking. John right? talked a little bit about how yeah, it's, plumbers are like going out of, you know, whatever, but that's... What's scary is they not think coming it's, back. Do you think it's only because the plumber's crack joke? It could be. It's a. Do you think a, that ruined it? So... It no, destroyed a whole industry. No joke, man. There's this. <laughs> there's this unbelievably negative perception around the, I mean, the trades in general, plumbing for sure. Yeah. Everybody thinks plumbing is like a really dirty job. Yeah. And we've got we've got customers that have never touched a live sewer line in their life. Our plumbers and, are, I yeah, mean, kill it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody understands um, how great of a life you can build in the trades. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Uh, I was listening to something the other day, <laughs> and. Uh, Somebody was talking. You've about got it. to read that book, Millionaire Next Door. I'll, it I, talks about I'll this. So, you know, as I was growing up, like uh, there was always this, like, uh, well, if you, you know, if you don't go to, if you don't go to school, you're going to end up digging ditches, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like there was always that, like you're going to end up doing this. Like, I wish, I wish anybody would have elaborated on that for me a little yeah. bit, you know, and like, well, yeah. you're going to end up being a plumber. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I cannot <laughs> believe that that that's like such a negative connotation. Like, why are we pushing people away from that? Yeah. I don't think anybody understands how great of a life you can build being a really successful plumber. I mean, number one, you're essential. So second yeah. pandemic comes around 
our plumbers were still working, right. you know, so you're not losing any kind of income there. Um, you know, you provide a service that's going to be needed forever. We're not going back to outhouses. I mean, people are always going to have plumbing. Yeah. And then, you know, with some business acumen, you can build a phenomenal business. I mean, some of the most successful people I know are plumbers, electricians, HVAC technicians. I know a very wealthy guy with the plumbing business. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's a, it's a phenomenal trade and you can build a great business around it. Um, you know, and it's not as glamorous. I was wondering if you know him, his name's Steve Williams. He's from like the Tulsa area. I don't. I don't. He's, I'll have to look up his. I think it's Williams Plumbing or something like that. I can't remember, but they have like, I think like a hundred employees or something like yeah. that. It's a huge business. Big business. Yeah. yeah. Man, I mean, you know, I can't believe we. It seems like we actively talk kids out of the trades. Yeah. And I. Surely I, it'll I swing no though, right? Why. It'll I, swing. Man, I, I mean, hope. it has to, right? It it's has supply to. and demand, isn't it? Either it has to, or you're going to start paying more to get a water Everyone's heater changed <laughs> out than you're going to get for knee surgery, right? So yeah. plumbers are going to make the money of doctors if people don't start getting into it. But which will attract more people. And you would think. Here we go. I mean, yeah, I would hopefully. think. Yeah. I mean, it's going to continue to get more technical, um, you know, and if if my kid was 18 years old today and said, Dad, I don't know what I want to do, I'm saying, man, go be a plumber. Get out of you know, here. Really? Be, yes, absolutely. You can build a phenomenal life on it, man. That's um, awesome. Just it's a like, great business to be in. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. You have to take plumbing off the table because we just talked about it so much. If you had to start any business right now, what would it be? Man, if I got to take trades out of it. No, just plumbing. Oh, you can be H- another trade. HVAC. Are you serious? Yes. Get out of your industry. No, yeah, I can't get out of it. It's good, <laughs> man. I like the industry. Um, yeah. You know. Same thing, though? Yeah. Nobody's in it, Nobody's, supply and demand? Yeah, I mean, people aren't going into it. Um, you know, it, it, what's crazy is, um, you know, like I said, the average age of a plumber is about 60 years old in the okay. United States of America right now. Um, the average age of a consumer, I'm not sure what it is. It's obviously quite a bit less than that, right? So <laughs> yeah. so you've got um, an older generation selling to a younger homeowner right now, um, mm-hmm. and they don't mesh, right? So right. obviously, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about it a ton, but baby boomers and uh, the millennials don't don't mesh that well. Um, so, you know, if you had somebody selling to a millennial the way that they wanted to buy, you could be incredibly successful, right. you know? Yeah. So that's a really good point. I feel, I, I honestly feel that way with a lot of the feed industry stuff. Same. The average age of a feed store owner, I can only imagine has to be knocking on the door at 60. Yeah. But it's not sub 30. Yeah. And I, I think that that is a huge difference of our business from some others is we are like you know i'm not gonna say trendy by any means but we are marketing in way different ways than you know we so we started doing like distribution type stuff so Mm -hmm. we're actually selling to some other feed stores when i tell you like 80 percent of them don't have point of sales yeah and one of one of them doesn't have a cell phone or a computer yeah that's that's real man i mean we've got customers that genuinely just still don't have don't have cell phones yeah i mean so and, I really see cool. the point of like yeah. what you're saying that I mean, but there's a ton be... of people that do that would buy from him if he <laughs> right. advertised. Right. So, you know, I mean, from like our perspective, um, you know, I mean, our, our customer base is a little bit on the older side, but it's going to, it's going to snap really, really quickly um, to being a lot younger. Yeah. You know? So uh, once we get to where the millennial generation is making up the majority of the trades, uh, you know, it's going to be our responsibility to do business the way they want to, not the way we've done business for the last 50 years, right? So, you know, we're really committed to e-commerce. Um, 
you know, so so John and I go back and forth about this a ton. Why uh, he doesn't about, like it? No, he no, he's definitely definitely committed to it and everything like that. Um, we is just he listening to podcasts now? He, I think he, he is. Be. I think I got John, him into it a little bit. If you're not listening to this, well, right when now, you get interviewed on one, I think that's like you have to become yeah, a fan of the podcast. Right? Fan. That's my goal. Is like after 200 episodes, I'll have at least 200 fans. So you have 200 listeners. I mean, you're well on your way. <laughs> they have you're to. Taking this thing to the I don't moon, know. Man. By the time I get to 200, the first like 100 will be like, ah, forget that guy. <laughs> Well, by that time, they probably found Rogan or whatever. So <laughs> Somebody legit. <laughs> this is pretty legit. So e-commerce and yeah, is man. the main thing? Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm fairly You're involved. You're pushing hard for that? Yeah. So uh, we've got a really talented team of web developers right now uh, that are building the in-house uh, e-commerce site for us. Um, you know, it's And it'll be it's like contractors can log in, yeah. shop. Yeah. We've got, you know, contractor login, then get their pricing, availability, um, place orders, all of that through the website. Um, Pick you know, up, and, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, and we need to really double down on that. And I'm uh, pretty so focused on nothing that. at this point. There's We've, no option to. Yeah, so we do have that right okay. now. Um, we're definitely expanding on it. We're making it a lot, a lot better. Smoother. Yeah, the problem is, um, you know, in that in that business now, everybody's going from comparing us against our traditional competitors to now comparing us against Amazon <laughs> and our web platform's not quite there yet. Right. We'll be one day, not quite right. there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so. Uh, we've got a lot of focus on that. Um, you know, Jerry and I work really closely with our web development team, uh, you know, to just... Do y'all have like an IT, legit IT department? Yeah, we've I would got imagine. an IT staff of about, uh, oh, we've probably got 12 people on our IT staff. And then um, we've got uh, a team of four people on our web development team. Hmm. So that's kind of outside of IT. Oh, gotcha. So, so IT is mostly working on like point of sale and Yeah, they're working on, like that. yeah, our ERP system, um, you know, our... our uh, security side our network side um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna mess all that up but you know we've got different kind of departments within it that handle uh you know our erp system some of them handle our uh security some handle gotcha you know actual servers and things like that but yeah i'm not i'm not that guy yeah don't me neither i'm just uh, the guy that breaks everything yeah, turn it on you saw me yeah uh try turning it on and off. yeah i'm that guy i'm uh, gonna unplug it and plug it back in guy um what else what else is uh anything else new? No man, that's that's about it. So I they're mean, going to e-commerce. Commit- that's about yeah, it. Yeah, huh? huge commitment to e-commerce. Um, you know, like I said, so John and I have a bunch of bets about uh, kind of how much of the business will be driven from e-commerce. So we've got bets that come due in. Uh, well, like that's seven, not fair. You got to say how much now. of the marketing budget is going to be. Well, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know, we talk about the uh, total percentage of sales that's going to be be driven through e-commerce my my guess is a little on the higher side his guess is a little on the lower side but we'll see that's that funny. bet comes due in like uh like 2027 so what we've got it on a, we've got it on a calendar <laughs> we made it it was a 10-year bet what is yours so 50 percent. 50 percent. yeah by 20 dude, i think we got seven time. years seven years i think we got time i think we got plenty of time i think we turned good. ours on advertised basically zero and we got store pickups going like crazy yeah well and i mean if you think about it um you know, double down on what happened with the coronavirus thing. Like, um, my wife and I went to Target yesterday, and uh, we picked up uh, one thing from Target. I roll in, hit the little pickup lane. They bring it right to my truck. And as we were driving away, I was like, I will never walk into Target again. Preach. You know, yeah. I'm like, the purchasing habits that were developed during this yeah. pandemic. I you mean, times yeah, millions a, a of people million. that are and, used to that now. Well, and then, you know, an entire generation that didn't want to shop online and still loved walking into Walmart was forced to, to learn it, to learn it, you know? And once you learn it, it's like, who's not going to do that? 
I mean, who's not going to have Amazon just every single day drop something on your porch? I don't know if everybody else gets a package every single day from Amazon, but dude, I got to be in their top hundred customers. Yeah, I I would genuinely I have think to so. be. I don't think I am. I think my wife might David, be. I'm not. Yeah, we, yeah. I, don't get me started. She might listen to this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I doubt my wife does. I think she she might tell me. What? It's she might break tell my me heart. she did, but I don't think she, she better. Will. Well, we'll know if she if she listened to it. Fifty something minutes in, she has to text you. Text Kyle right now if you listen to this. Here's the deal. I. It, I think she might turn it on. I don't think she gets 55 minutes in. No. She turned it off after like. <laughs> she turned it off when we started, started talking, talking about, about turns. purchasing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, purchasing? Get the yeah. heck out of no, here. No, I'm out. Yeah. So. <clears throat> okay. So what have you bought recently that you think is cool? So, uh, man, I'm really into cooking. Dude, you got, you like lit your eyes lit up. Go on. I love it. Yeah. No. So uh, I just bought a pellet smoker or pellet grill. Are you kidding me right now? We yeah. just started selling Traegers. Yeah, I know. So I didn't get a Traeger, but... So you're breaking yeah. my heart. I know. Well, I had I waited a couple weeks, I'd have probably, <sighs> you know, got a Traeger. Okay. Cool. No, so, yeah, that was that's kind of like my cool purchase. I bought a grill a few weeks ago, so... What have you made I yet? Love it. Anything yet? A ton of stuff, man. Yeah, so, I mean, we've done ribs. We've done some pork butts, uh, steaks, you know, chicken... Yes. Uh, did some backstrap, did some smoked sirloins. I Dude, mean, you're really getting after I love it. love it, man. Uh, have you done a brisket yet? I haven't because- Did my uh, first brisket over the weekend. Really? Yeah. So I actually went, went well. to go buy a brisket this weekend. Couldn't find uh, it? No, I could. Uh, I just, you know, <laughs> I need, yeah. Sticker yeah, shop? Yeah, I had to get a small business loan <laughs> to purchase a brisket. So it was, I think it was like 70 bucks or something. I was like, yeah. get out of here. We were having, and that was the worst part. We were having my, all my in-laws over for father's day. And then my daughter just like randomly walked in the kitchen and threw up and we we're like, okay, cool. We'll cancel that. And I'd already put the brisket on. Yeah. So, so now you it just ruined everything. Yeah. So now I have lunch for the, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was good, but yeah, you have to do a brisket. It was How did it turn good. out? Was it good? Yeah. It was real good. Yeah. Yeah. It took like 15 hours, but. You can That's control best, a Traeger man. from the app on your phone, so you don't even have to That's go out there and look at it. Wi-Fi technology, isn't it? Yeah. Did you get a Traeger? No. Nah. Oh, dude, what nah. happened? You cheaped nah. out, didn't you? I did. I did. I love it. So I was gonna. You should have came here. I would have talked you right into man, it. Man, I was gonna get a Traeger. And we I had a Father's Day it. deal. It was a whole so deal. That was my. I bought it for myself for Father's Day. <laughs> you got so kids? I got two. Oh, sweet. Same. Yep. Yep. How old are they? Two and three. Two and three. Yeah. Sorry, what about man. You? Uh, almost, or I don't know, 10 or 11 months, something like that. 10 months, maybe. And, uh, four. Nice. Four and a half. That's a good yeah. gap. Yeah. That's a good gap. Cause the one can kind of watch the other. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. That's like not hold him up a little bit. That's not how it works for us, man. <laughs> I, I you can't can, keep an I eye. Know. Yeah, don't take an eye off our kids. Something's getting set on fire if you or let our kids or, go alone. Yeah. So. Man, that's crazy. Boys, girls. Two boys. Two boys. Yep. Two employees. Could be. That's awesome. Could be. One of them's going to be a really good sales guy. Really? Yeah, one of them doesn't take no for an answer. <laughs> so one, one's got that got that leadership, uh, you know, that competitive fire. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a free spirit. He'd probably be a surfer or something like that. That's and funny. Maybe the happiest guy on the planet. But <laughs> That's the, awesome. uh, the other one's going to be a great sales guy. Works for a non-profit and yeah. just like yeah, he's lives gonna, in his van? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got one. Uh, probably going to love life and yeah, absolutely Millionaire sales guy. And a- yeah, the other one's going to be definite type a personality man. <laughs> okay, it is flat out it's his way or the highway that's so funny. he doesn't care that's what awesome. i have planned what company have you learned about recently that you read about them on do you do social media or anything 
Nah, I stay away from social media. Who's advertising well? How do you f- see advertisements? Man. Who have um, you learned about recently? You know, so. Or how did you research the pellet smokers? So I do a ton of research online. Okay. Um, Just Google know, and stuff? I, yeah, I watch a bunch of reviews and stuff on YouTube. YouTube? Yeah. Um, so I You know that's social media, right? Well, okay. So, I'm just kidding. Right, so, it's a yeah, search Let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. I, I stay away from Facebook and like, Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, like, let me rephrase it. I'm off of Facebook and Twitter, but I'm on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, I don't, so I don't have any of those. Nothing? Um, no, I got, I got nothing. Man. Uh, I have a Twitter that I kind of keep up with uh, just from, from following a few guys uh, and kind of keeping up with some Trump and some other people. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't follow that. I don't even have a Twitter, so. Yeah, I... Uh, no, man, I follow, like, some sports guys. Uh, you know, there's a blog that I follow called Bar- Barstool Sports. Oh, uh, yeah. Some, they have a podcast, there. right? Yeah, they've got a bunch. You listen to it? Uh, yes, a couple of them. So, yeah. Um, no, man, but for advertising right now. So you um, watch YouTube videos? Yeah. You watch, yeah, like, watch cooking, it. like, type guys? Yeah. yeah do you? Yeah, Who do you watch? So Anybody there's, a guy, there's a guy here in Oklahoma City. You got to get this guy on Cosmos on the Cosmos Q? Yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. I watch a ton of his I videos. I follow his Facebook page. Yeah. Dude, yeah. he has like 100,000 followers on Facebook. Dude, you got to get him on. I mean, he'd be the guy that would make this thing take off like a rocket. And then if you oh, piggyback him on my episode, you know, that could be like really big. That Maybe maybe they would just roll the from The thing is, now that I got the momentum going with yours, I got to keep it going. I don't think going. we got any momentum. I think we hit a wall. <laughs> we stopped. I think we may have stopped, but it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You got people to unsubscribe, but <laughs> I I figured out who my real fans are. Exactly. If they stick with it through no this. No kidding. Man, anything else? What did I miss? Man, I don't know. We covered a bunch of stuff. What could I do different in my business? If you had to start a feed store today, what would you do? We're going to start a feed store I mean, you had like a five minute I walked around the store, but if you had to start a feed store today, how would you do it? Man, you got to get, you know, double down on your distribution capability. You know, I know you guys are talking about having a distribution center. Uh, either, Either learn... Uh, as much as you can about how to efficiently move product from point A to point B. Uh, And by that, I mean, you know, how many times, um, how few times you can touch it, how few times you can shelf it, how you can most effectively get that material on a truck and get it out to one of your branches to get it into your customer's hands. Um, Or find somebody that is really, really good at that. You know, um, the the logistics capabilities of having a great distribution center um, are going to make you more money than anything, anything you possibly can. Um, You know, as we talk about like different businesses and stuff, um, I was listening to uh, a podcast called Business Wars. Um, I've got to remember that. It's it's a good one, down. man. And uh, it's kind of cheesy, but the the message is really no, good. I so, feel like I'm going to be all about it. It was uh, so it was Amazon versus Walmart, you know, and and Amazon had this phenomenal web platform initially, uh, and didn't have great distribution capability. And they doubled down and they went and poached a bunch of Walmart executives that knew how to distribute product. And I mean, now look at them. You know, they've got a I think they've got a 2.8 million square foot distribution center here in Oklahoma City. Dude, I mean, nobody nuts. nobody is more effectively moving product from A to B. And um, you need I mean, to that's, tour that. That's thing. how you double down. You need to tour that. Can thing. you do tours? I don't know. We should go check, dude. I cold called the uh, Mathis Brothers guy. Yeah. And he, he was like, "Come on up, I'll give you a tour." I'm dead serious. Nice. I was. It was right before I started this. I was like, yeah. "Can I?" I was like. The reason why I got into it was I said, I heard you guys have um, your delivery truck guys own their own trucks and kind of like mm-hmm. deliver for you. And I'm interested in doing something like that. Yeah. Could I like meet somebody that like runs your warehouse or whatever? It was like the, he might, I think he was like COO or something of yeah. Mathis Brothers. Showed up. I rolled in. I'm like in a jeans and a hoodie. And he like walks around the corner in a suit and was like, hi, I'm such as like, he was like high up. 
walk me around the whole place. Like it was incredible. They had man. like legit technology in yeah. there. Well, people love to talk about their business, man. It you was know? cool. I mean, yeah. he's, he's probably really spent nice his guy. entire life building that. And yeah, he's you're worked for, to our for a place long tomorrow, time. right? Yeah. Nice. That'll be fun. I he don't said know you're gonna word. have like breakfast ready for me and I all kinds of stuff. You're gonna smoke something so, in the morning. Yeah, we actually uh, we have a burrito truck that comes every get morning at eight forty-five. So what? if you're rolling around at eight forty-five, we got one too. They started coming through honking. Man, you can get one of the best steak burritos in town. Man. I think they're three bucks, maybe. (laughs) We'll see if you make it home without being in food poisoning trouble. Is it that type or is it like legit? No, no, it's good, man. Okay. I mean, it appears to be. I trust you. They roll in at 845 and they've got a line of like 45 or 50 people. Are you serious? So, yeah, every morning. That's crazy. How many people do y'all have working there? Like around? Yeah, so we've got 1,300 total employees. Um, I think we've got around 300 that are uh, on there. on days on the day shift, you know, between the office and the distribution center. Wow, that's a lot. So. That's awesome. Yeah, well, man, absolutely. Thanks for being on. Well, you pass you an hour, me. you win. You beat that's John, I think. I don't know what his was. What was John? You might. Yeah, won. we we might check won. it. We'll run about twenty seconds. Past dead silence. <laughs> you can do a lock supply commercial or something. <laughs> yeah, <different>. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Lock Supply. Yeah, just kind of a <laughs> kind of a selfish plug here, but. <laughs> um. But yeah, cool. I, uh, thanks for being on. No, man. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Cool. Hit it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Chatter with Steve. My name is Steve Cook, the co-owner of Cook Feed and Outdoor in Oklahoma City. If you have any questions or need to get a hold of me or would like to be on the podcast, please send me an email at scooktt at gmail.com. That is S as in Steve, Cook, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, at gmail.com or reach out to me on social media and I would love to talk to you. Thank you for listening.